Welcome to Christ's Church Cathedral on this, the Feast of the Epiphany of our Lord. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. O Lord, open thou our lips. Thank you. 
to bring your children from far away, their silver and gold with them, for the name of the Lord your God, and for the Holy One of Israel, because he has glorified you. Foreigners shall build up your walls, and their kings shall minister to you. For in my wrath I struck you down, but in my favor I have had mercy on you. Your gates shall always be open. Day and night they shall not be shut, so that nations shall bring you their wealth, with their kings led in procession. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve you shall perish. Those nations shall be utterly laid waste. The glory of Lebanon shall come to you, the cypress, the plain, and the pine, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will glorify where my feet rest. The descendants of those who oppressed you shall come bending low to you, and all who despised you shall bow down at your feet. They shall call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated, with no one passing through, I will make you majestic forever, a joy from age to age. You shall suck the milk of nations, you shall suck the breasts of kings, and you shall know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze, instead of stones, iron. I will appoint peace as your overseer and righteousness as your taskmaster. Violence shall be no more be heard in your land. Devastation and destruction within your borders, you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you by night. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun shall no more go down, or your moon withdraw itself. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of mourning shall be ended. Your people shall all be righteous, they shall possess the land forever. They are the shoot that I planted, the work of my hands, so that I might be glorified. The least of them shall become a clan, and the smallest one a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time, I will accomplish it quickly. Please, Lord, 
reading from John. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out, and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. 
Amen. The Lord be with you. from all perils and dangers of this night. 
for the love of thine only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. that I speak be true to God, and may the words that we hear bring us closer to God. Amen. When I was finishing up with my degree in music education at Western, I was at a point in my life where I was trying to discern where God was calling me to go next. I was torn between going to teacher's college or going into seminary. I had applied to both the University of Toronto and Western for admission to a Bachelor of Education degree, and I had also applied at Trinity College, University of Toronto, for admission to the Master of Divinity program. And all of my admission applications were accepted by those universities. But I couldn't seem to decide where I should go. I was torn between the two options. Both were extremely appealing to me. So in this last year at Western, I only had two courses left to complete, so I worked full-time as a waiter at a fine dining establishment in downtown London, which was near where I lived. And one day shortly, after I'd gotten both my acceptance from Western and U of T for Teachers College and the acceptance from Trinity for the MDiv program, I was walking on my way to work and up ahead I could see what looked to me to be a street person coming my way. Now, I half thought about crossing over to the other side of the street as I disliked the asks for spare change. But for some reason, I didn't do that, and I prepared myself for the ask. I actually had some change with me, so decided that if I were asked for money, I'd give him some. And true to form, when I got up to him, he stopped me. Excuse me, sir. Yes, I said. He looked at me silently for a while, and I was beginning to get impatient and was about to start on my way again 
when all of a sudden he said to me, you will make a fine priest. Then he started on his way again. I was dumbfounded. Now I mentioned that I worked as a waiter. I was part of the late afternoon dinner wait staff. And we were a very diverse group of people from a whole range of backgrounds and a whole range of different life outlooks and ways of living and ways of seeing the world. By all accounts, we were the most unlikely bunch of people to like being with each other because we were so very diverse. Some were students like me, but most were trying to eke out a living well, I would say mostly making money so that they could party harder. But you know, we did over time form this unique and strong bond with each other. We learned to love and support each other, and we had each other's backs at all times, both in the restaurant and when we would have social time together, which we often did on our day off, which was always on a Monday. I learned a lot from this experience. A group of young people from a variety of different lives came together to inform this incredible, loving bond. And I could not help but recalling that this is what the Church is called to do. And that at that moment I was being called by God to help bring this model with me into my life. This experience left an indelible impression on me that has continued to this day. These are but two examples in my own life of what can best be described as a defining moment. An event or series of moments or happenings that defines and shapes who we are and who we will become. And I'm sure that you can think of such moment in your own lives a profounding, moving moment that maybe came out of a particular success or maybe even out of a failure. A point in our lives which told us something about our character, where our personhood was revealed and then redefined and reshaped. Defining moments can be informative and directive like the ones I just described. They can come out of happy and cheerful happenings, or they may arise out of unhappy events, such as a death of a loved one or the dissolution of a long-standing relationship. The point is, a defining moment is one in which something profound about ourselves is revealed and embraced by us, and it moves us to grow into a different understanding of ourselves and maybe even, or probably even, a potential difference in our life outlook and journey. Jesus had many such defining moments, and the passage from John that we read today is one such event. Jesus turns water into wine, and at that very moment, for the first time, Jesus reveals something extraordinary about himself and who he is. And the scripture says that as a result, quote, his disciples believed in him, end of quote. It was a defining moment where Jesus' mission is revealed and the defining moment where people began to put their faith in him. And it was a defining moment not only for Jesus, but also for those around him. This evening, we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany, the commemoration of the account in Matthew's Gospel deal detailing the visit of the Magi, the three kings, to the baby Jesus. A defining moment where God reveals that Jesus is a savior for all, since the three Magi are said to come from the East and therefore not from the established Jewish religion. And we know that they brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, gifts that were commonly given to kings or were commonly used as offerings up to deities in pagan temples.
gold, an enduring and precious metal, to signify that Jesus is a king and that his kingdom will last forever. Frankincense, to signify Jesus' priesthood, since it was used by the priests for incense in the temple rituals. And myrrh, to point to Jesus' robe to the cross, since myrrh was used in the embalming and preservation and anointing rituals at death. While we really don't know much about the Magi, since the origin of the actual names of the Magi come from later texts not part of the biblical canon, church tradition nonetheless holds that Melchior was king of Persia, Caspar was king of India, and Balthazar king of Arabia, all from diverse parts of the world and all outsiders to the established Jewish faith. A revelation right from the very beginning of Jesus' earthly life that he was to be the Savior of all. Quite the defining moment, both for Jesus and his parents, but also for us who read these accounts now. So two moments we have before us today, turning water into wine, and the visit of the Magi are only but two of many many such defining moments that could come to us through Scripture. But a moment is defining only if we react or embrace it or recognize it as such. A defining moment is one where we shape our life journey, shape our personality, move or change our outlook or direction. The defining moments that I articulated in the beginning in my own life pushed me in the direction of Trinity College, and that is what I did. Those moments had a deep and profound effect on me. I chose to pursue the priesthood over teaching music. And my life was changed and shaped in ways that I could never have imagined, complete with lots of twists and turns, some wonderful experiences, but also some very difficult and heart-wrenching ones. I know I have spoken to you before about how we are responding, both individually and collectively, to the effects of this continuing pandemic. Some have chosen to ignore the directives that are designed to keep us well. Some have embraced them. Some are indifferent. Some think that we should just let everything be and let nature take its course. Some, thankfully most, I think, feel that we need to protect the vulnerable. Some are filled with helplessness and despair. Some turn to God in prayer and do not let despair overcome them. Some keep connected virtually to maintain connection while others allow themselves to become more isolated and alone and depressed. Well, I hope and pray that as people of God, we will embrace into our hearts the defining moments we remember this, this afternoon from Scripture, revelations given to us by God, Jesus turning water into wine and the visit of the Magi, as well as many other defining moments in Jesus' life. We need now more than ever to be people of hope and love. We can be an example to the world that the defining moment that is COVID cannot, cannot and will not break our human spirit because we know of other, more powerful and enduring defining moments that God has already given and continues to give to us defining moments where God has come and continues to come to us, to help us, to show us the way, to guide us, to lead us, to comfort us. Defining moments that give us the courage and strength to live in God. Defining moments from our faith journey that allow us to hold and know, and know that COVID cannot break our hearts or our will to survive and thrive, or our will to support and love and uphold each other. 
a defining moment where the bonds of love that we have for each other simply cannot and will not be dissolved. Defining moments that give us certitude that God will give us the strength and wherewithal to choose to be healthy and whole versus depressed and defeated. My brothers and sisters, let us embrace the defining moments given to us by God that give us life. Amen. Let us pray. Blessed are you, Lord our God, our eternal Father and David's King. You have made our gladness greater and increased our joy by sending to dwell among us the wonderful Counselor, the Prince of Peace, born of Mary, proclaimed to the shepherds and acknowledged to the ends of the earth. You unconquered Son of Righteousness destroys our darkness and establish us in freedom. All glory in the highest to be to you through Christ, the Son of your favor, in the anointing love of his Spirit, this night and forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication unto thee, Hast promised through thy well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, thou wilt be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Brightest and best of us, Oh,